Come Holy Spirit, give you permission today and all days to do whatever it is you desire to do in our hearts and our lives. We pray, Lord, that our minds and hearts and souls will be fertile soil, that your word may bear great, deep, and abundant fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures and these mysteries to and for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. They have no wine. Have no wine. These, mer- these words that Our Lady speaks to Jesus. And it comes at a very embarrassing time for this family. You know, they're, they're throwing the wedding feast. And you know, in South Louisiana, we like to party. And maybe our parties right, are a little more extravagant, a little longer than folks in other parts of the country. But for first century Jews, when they had a wedding feast, it lasted a week. Like all week long. Everybody in the town is invited. All friends and relatives are, are coming from out of town. And it's a week-long party. And so to run out of wine is embarrassing. You know, it manifests a few different things, right? Like maybe this family was of meager means and, and didn't have enough to support what, what a typical party would be like. Maybe you had a ton of wedding crashers, you know, who showed up on day two and just drank a bunch of free wine. Like, hey, congratulations. Thanks for the party, right? Or maybe they just miscalculated. But anything, like it's an embarrassing situation where you have this week-long party and they've run out of wine. Now, so what does Mary do? Mary's aware of this. And and this is important for us because Pope Benedict had given a homily on this passage. And he says, in this way, Mary teaches us how to pray. She teaches us how to pray at this event at Cana. She goes up to Jesus And and I'll read the quote from Pope Benedict. It says, Mary does not really ask something of Jesus. She doesn't ask him anything. She simply says to him, they have no wine. She doesn't ask for anything specific, much less that Jesus exercise his power, perform a miracle, or produce wine. She simply hands the matter over to Jesus and leaves it to him to decide what to do. The confidence in that. Do, do like we hear like this prayer of Our Lady is simply like, hey Lord, they have no more wine. With great confidence that he will know what to do. It says, Mary leaves everything to the Lord's judgment. At Nazareth, she gave over her will, immersing it in the will of God. Here I am, Lord, your servant. Let it be done to me according to your word. And and Pope Benedict says this continues to be her fundamental attitude in life. This is how she teaches us to pray, not by seeking to assert before God our own will and our own desires, however important they may be, and however reasonable they might appear to us. Right? And this is important. What, 
What Pope Benedict is not saying is like, hey, don't be specific with the Lord in prayer. Don't ask him, not to not ask him specific things or that the things that we ask are really important for health, for grace, for so many things in our life that are very important things. It's not a denial that these are important. It's not a denial that we shouldn't. We should petition the Lord for them. But to do so with a spirit of confidence, he says, but rather to bring them before him and to let the Lord decide what he intends to do. From Mary, we learn humility and generosity and accepting God's will and the confident conviction that whatever it may be, it will be our and my own true good. So we learn from Our Lady to run to the Lord with our petitions, to run to the Lord with our needs, but to have great confidence that He knows more than we know for ourselves what is best for us. And to accept from His hands whatever He gives as a loving gift from the Father. This can be difficult, right, when we want a specific thing. I think even of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, so consumed with anxiety, with the reality of the cross laid out before him, that he is sweating blood. I mean, this is a physiological, a biological, a medical condition that when you are consumed with anxiety, your capillaries begin to, to burst a little bit from the stress. And so you, you begin to, to sweat blood in that process. And so Jesus here, what is he asking? He's laying his petition before the Father. Father, if this cup could pass from me, if this cup could pass from me, let it pass. Although not my will be done, but yours. Same disposition of Our Lady. Father, here is the thing. Here is the need. I place it and I place myself firmly in your hand. Thy will be done. Sometimes when this happens, right, we see and feel a tangible miracle that happens in our life. Like, oh my gosh, this literally came out of nowhere. How amazing is that? And sometimes like Christ, it costs us our blood, sweat, and tears when we walk with him the road to Calvary. We, we, we know not when we come before the Father, but to trust him. Jesus tells us elsewhere in the gospel, like, how to pray. He says, I tell you, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door shall be opened. Now, if you've ever prayed more than like a minute in your life, you know that sometimes like, well, come, come on. Lord, you, you, I have no skin left on my knuckles from knocking on this door. And it's still barred shut. What does Jesus say? What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asked for a fish? Or hand him a scorpion when he asked for an egg? If you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. This is key. 
How much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Our specific prayer at times, our specific intention at times won't be answered. Maybe you've heard me say this before, right? Sometimes that's a very good thing. I wouldn't be standing before you today if the Lord would have answered all the prayers that I prayed. I would have gotten married probably like 10 times, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been a priest. Blessed be God for his wisdom and the prayers that he does not answer when he knows what is better for us, when he has a greater gift. And ultimately, the greater gift is himself. Like we need to hear that. We need to know that. We are made for God, and nothing can satisfy the longing of our heart in this, in this world and ultimately in the world to come except God, except Him, only Him. And when He wants to give, and sometimes He withholds a tangible earthly blessing to make a space in our heart for Him, and that's painful, and that it hurts. And it's difficult. But what it does is it makes a space, right? It's a purifying fire of the Lord's love that makes a space that burns away whatever is in us, whatever we're grasping for in a way in which we shouldn't be grasping for it, even if it's a really good thing, to make more space in us for the Lord, for Him to come. This takes for us great trust. Great trust that the Lord is a loving Father. My spiritual director recently told me a story. He was giving a retreat to a number of priests. And there was a priest, a relatively young priest, who was on this retreat who has a tumor on his brain. And at the end of the retreat, he was going to go back to the doctor to get another scan to see, like, had it progressed? Had it stayed the same? Did things decrease? And so at the end of the retreat, my spiritual director tells him, uh, I'm, I'm praying for you and I hope you get good results. I pray for you and I hope you get good results. And this other priest who's much younger than him says, Father, whatever the results are, they will be good. Whatever the results are, they will be good. He said, because... Our God is a Father who raises His hands to bless and never puts them down. Our God is a Father who raises His hands to bless and never puts them down. And He goes to the doctor and the tumor is bigger and the swelling on His brain is more and He has to have surgery to release it. In our minds, bad results. In this priest's mind, good results. Because he surrendered himself to the Father. And in surrendering himself to the Father, even in his medical decline and the decline of his health, he received the gift of the Lord. And in his dying, the Lord received the gift of him for all eternity. Something, right, we wrestle with. Something is difficult. Something that I can tell you that that priest himself wrestled with even as the words were coming out of his mouth, guaranteed. 
But this is the disposition of prayer that Our Lady teaches us today. I want to encourage you on a practical level, <clears throat> maybe something that can help right, with this disposition. There's a novena uh, called the Dolindo Novena. It's, it's a priest's last name, Dolindo, D-O-L-I-N-D-O. And it is simply about this trust, this surrender to the Father. And, and there are a few different things that, that he believes the Lord revealed to him in speaking, but there's one thing that you repeat over and over in this prayer is, Oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. That's what this priest did. Speaking those words, whatever results they may be, will be good. Because our God is a Father who raises His hands to bless and never puts them down. Today, Our Lady, in the Gospel, she goes to Jesus without any specific expectation, without any specific petition. She just tells Him the need. They have no wine. Today in your life, today in my life, where are you lacking that wine? Where are you lacking that? Well, you know what Jesus says today? Come all you who are thirsty and drink. <clears throat> drink from what? The rivers of living water that flow from his heart. Drink from the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in the Eucharist. Because the prayer for the wine that we are lacking is answered in the Eucharist. Where do you lack? What do you long for? The Lord is giving it today. Why? Because would Father among you would hand his son a snake when he asked for a fish, or hand him a scorpion when he asked for an egg? If you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Today, we have no wine. So the Lord comes with his provision of his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. Let us drink freely and with confidence because our God is a Father who raises his hands to bless and never puts them down.